Hello and welcome to The Genius Podcast. My name is Karen Doyle, your host, and today we're going to be unpacking this topic and theme of what it means to live your one wild and precious life. This is a talk that I gave recently at the Awaken the Dream Within live virtual Catholic women's event. So you'll hear that I'm speaking to the audience, but I really hope that you get something out of this. The whole theme of what it means to live your one wild and precious life seems to have struck a real chord with a lot of women. I talk in this episode about sleepwalking through your own life and how the Lord is inviting you to wake up and to be an active participant in your life. One of the ways that you can do this is by starting our Genius Project Masterclass for Catholic Women. We're launching this on April 22nd And I would love to invite you to be a part of this incredible journey of transformation. We're going to deep dive into a whole lot of areas of our lives as women that we might be struggling with. When I speak to women and over the past 20 years walking with women closely and leading Catholic women's ministry, I've found that there are so many women living lives of almost quiet desperation. In some ways, they're merely surviving their own life and not really engaged, not living in the fullness of who God's created them to be. And to be really honest, not really enjoying their own lives. In this masterclass, we're going to go on a 12 week journey of transformation. Now, this is a really exciting masterclass where we're going to walk through a whole lot of modules that are going to deep dive into different areas of your life. So for example, we're going to begin with taking a look at the negative mindsets and the limiting beliefs that we have about ourselves that are holding us back and then how we can overcome those. We're going to take a look at setting up these rhythms of renewal in our life, establishing really strong, really good rhythms and routines that will see us flourishing in life. Instead of reacting and living in chaos, we're going to take a little bit of control back and establish routines so that we can respond to life situations. We're going to take a look at your unique gifts, passions, skills and talents and how activating those and really getting touch and owning your unique gifts can see you living the life that God has intended for you to live. God wants you in the game. He wants you engaged and he wants you to live a life of wholeness and holiness. John Paul II had a beautiful quote when he said, we are entrusted with the task of crafting our own life. In a certain sense, we are to make of it a work of art, a masterpiece. Now, I don't know about you, but sometimes my everyday life does not look anything like a masterpiece. But here's the invitation. The invitation is that the Lord wants to invite you to be an active participant in your own life. We've all heard that story about the man whose town flooded and he was praying for God to send someone to rescue him. And so a boat came and a warning came and a helicopter came and eventually everyone abandoned the town and this man drowned. And when he got to heaven, he said to God, I prayed for you to rescue me. Why didn't you rescue me? And God said to him, well, I sent you a warning, a helicopter and a boat. What more did you want? And sometimes the Lord is like that with us. And so if this is stirring something in your heart, then I want you to see this as perhaps an invitation from the Holy Spirit. 
If you're feeling prompted to look into this masterclass, I want to really encourage you to follow that lead. So if you'd like to know more about this masterclass for Catholic women, it's going to kick off on April 22nd. We are already three quarters full and once we're full, that's it, we'll have to close the doors. So please head over to www.geniusproject.co and check out the tab on masterclass. We can't wait to see you there. But now I want you to listen to this opening keynote I gave at the Awaken the Dream Within. So sit back, relax and enjoy. Well, it's really weird not seeing all your faces, I have to say, because I'm so used to us getting up at the Sisterhood Conference and looking out on this sea of beautiful faces smiling back at us. So it's a little bit different today. But um, when I actually do a lot of talks to men's groups, it's quite funny. I ex you can, you, Different experience to women altogether. So the blokes, you can be giving the most earth-shattering, life-changing talk and they're all sitting there like this and they give you nothing. And then there's the women and you can be giving a really bad talk and they're all cheering you on and clapping and smiling. So anyway, I can't see your faces, but I wanna see lots of high fives and I agree, or this is what I'm struggling with in the chat bar, chat to each other, support one another because we're going on a fun journey together. So I just, I have said this, but I do wanna begin just by honoring my husband and really thanking him and giving thanks for him and his gift of service, his life of service to me and our family and especially to you women, this event, he's been amazing. So thanks, Jonathan. He's given me the thumbs up. All right. So have you got your workbooks? Yes or no in the chats? Did you print them off or have you got them digitally? I want you to open them up because we're going to be doing a little bit of doing. So I'm not just one to sit back and listen to talks. I like to do. And like we said, St. Joan of Arc said, act and God will act. St. Augustine, he who created you without your cooperation, he's not going to save you without your cooperation. So, and as Vaughn said, you've got to get in the game, get on the dance floor. We've got to be active participants, right, in our own life. So in that workbook, you're going to have opportunities over the weekend for some doing time where you actually get to take what we're sharing with you and apply it to your own life. And I really think that's where the magic happens. That's where the Holy Spirit is. Okay, so turn to my keynote talk there and you're going to need a pen because I'm going to give you seven insights tonight around this theme of awaken the dream within. I really have in prayer over the course of the last few months, it's really been on my heart and stirring in my spirit that the Lord is wanting to wake something up in us as women. And yes, it's about raising up an army of women who are going to do amazing things in culture in all spheres of life. Yes, absolutely. But what the Lord's stirring in my spirit is more than that. What he's stirring in my spirit is that he wants to wake something up in our hearts for our current season of life. So wherever you find yourself, if that's a mum with young kids at home, or if that's you know, in a different season of life, like middle age or experiencing the empty nest or whether that's struggling with singleness, I don't know what your season is. But I really feel that the Lord wants to wake something up within you in your season, not in the season of the girl next door or the other woman on Instagram, but in your season. And I think so often in life we get stuck in our season. 
we get disenchanted, discouraged, like we think that the grass is greener somewhere else. We look at other people on Instagram or around us who seem to have it all together. But I want to tell you something, the grass isn't greener on the other side of the fence. The grass is greener where you water it. And tomorrow in one of the workshops, we have Mary Kay Watham from Kentucky in the USA. She is coming in and sharing with us about our routines and how we can water our grass. She's got this great podcast called Girl, Water Your Grass. Now, I don't know for the USA ladies whether that sounded anything like a USA accent. But anyway, she makes a good point that we have to water our own grass. And to do this, we need to learn tools and skills so that we can take responsibility, we can take ownership of our mindset, our routines, our life, those things that are going to help us live the fullness of who God created us to be. So the theme is Awaken the Dream Within. And I want to lay this out for you and unpack this as a theme tonight because I really do believe, and I have been guilty of this too, that we can fall into this mindset of becoming victims to our own life, right? Last year, I honest to goodness, had possibly the worst year I can ever remember. I think as I started connecting and talking to other women, I realized that so many women in America as well, in Australia, experienced this real heaviness. Like it's, it was a real spiritual heaviness, a real time of testing. And I don't know if you experienced that or not, but for myself, last year, I think if I summed it up, it would just be one long year of one grief and loss after another. And I barely had time to recover before another thing hit and another thing hit. And I got to the end of the year feeling like, what's the point? Like, what's the point? Why bother trying? Everything's doom and gloom. Ho-hum. Poor is me. And I was talking to Laura Rowland in December and she said, you know what, Karen? there's still a lot we have control over. I'm like, oh, you don't understand my life. I don't have control over this and this. And she's like, no, you actually do have a lot of control over your life. And it got me thinking, you know, I can pray. I can go to bed early. I can eat well. I can listen to podcasts. I can connect with people. There's a lot that we can still do. And so when we're talking about awakening the dream within, I want to really encourage you, whatever season you find yourself in, whatever you're facing right now, that the Lord wants to wake you up. He wants to wake you up and arise something within you because you are created to reflect something of his divine nature here on earth. You really are. And you are called to bring a little heaven to earth through your gifts, your talents, your skills, your dreams, your desires, whatever they are. All of those things that you're passionate about, that you love to do, that make you feel alive, they're not random. They are actually clues to your calling and your mission, your purpose here on earth. So if you've got a pen, I'm going to give you seven key points. All right. So I need you to write these down. Now, my husband has many, many great sayings, but one of the ones that he says is that a audience will only remember 10% of what you say. So that's a little depressing because, you know, I've got a few pages of notes here and you're only going to remember 10% of what I tell you tonight. But what I want to do is I want to give you some anchors and I want to give you some words that can become anchors in your life that you can kind of drive down like camping stakes in your soil around your soul 
so that in a week or a year from now, when someone says, do you remember those seven points in that first talk at Awaken the Dream Within? You'll be able to go, yes, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Maybe you won't remember all of them. But I definitely want you to remember some of these words. And I think what the Holy Spirit will do as I speak is that he will kind of stir your spirit to the words that he wants you to connect with, the areas of life that he wants you to address. Okay, so my son um, is a beautiful boy. He's in between two daughters. We tell him he's going to make a very good husband one day because his sisters are very, uh, they're, they're training ground for him as, as a boy. But last year we moved his school. So we moved him to an all boys school, he's in primary school, and we put him into a Maris Brothers school. Now, the Maris Brothers have a beautiful charism and each year they choose a liturgical theme and they put a lot into these themes. And this particular year, last year, they chose this one theme and then they process and everything they do throughout the year is, is kind of processed through the lens of that theme. And it's a theme and a question that I'd like to pose to you at the beginning of our time together. And the theme was one wild and precious life. And I've put this in your book. But they asked the boys this question. What will you do with your one wild and precious life? And so I want to ask you that question as we start our time together this weekend. What have you done? Like, what have you done to date with your life? Now, you don't have to have done anything. It could be who have you been, even. But more important than what you've done and who you've been is actually who you're going to become and who you will be and what you'll do with your one wild and precious life. As an oncology nurse and a palliative care nurse, I have had the privilege over the years of walking many people home to heaven's doorstep. And I promise you, it's the most sacred job. It's just so beautiful and spirit-filled. But at the end of someone's life, there's two kind of groups of people. There's the group of people who have lived with regret and not lived their wild and precious life well. And there's those who have lived their life without regret. And there's a lot of peace. Now, I don't know about you, but we only get one shot at this life. And I want to live my wild and precious life well. I want to live it to the full and I want to do it well. Mary Lenneberg later tonight will tell you that she had to learn to suffer well. When I spoke to her last year, she said to me, girlfriend, you've got to learn to suffer well. So even in the midst of our difficulties, we have to walk that well, right? It's not just the good times, it's also the difficult times as well. I think that a lot of women, and I experience this myself and I've seen it in other women, lose touch with what their dreams and desires actually are. Whether it's through difficulty, loss, trauma, challenge, whatever it is, those things tend to suffocate and kill our dreams. But they don't have to. You know, I remember when we had three kids, we couldn't have kids for six years. And then we had three babies in about three and a half years. I was diagnosed with celiac disease, went gluten-free, and there you go. We had three babies, praise God. But I remember my husband used to take them out on a Saturday morning for me when they were really little because I was so sleep deprived. And he'd say to me as he left the house, don't do any work and don't do any housework. I remember the first time he left me, I was standing there and I just burst into tears when he left because I was like, I don't even know 
what I want to do anymore. And I think this is what God wants to awaken within us, is leading us back to those core dreams and desires that he has placed within us. Because he has given you a unique and unrepeatable design. And he needs you to get to understand what that is. So if you've got a pen, here we go. I'm going to give you um, seven points. So number one is take inventory. And these are things that are going to help you live your one wild and precious life well and to awaken the dream within. So take inventory. Right now, wherever you're sitting, you'll find a little Rubik in your book. And it has four, it's like a quadrant. And it has four questions. What's going well? What's not working? What's confused? And I, I can't remember the other one, but there's a fourth anyway. So uh, what would you like to change? And so whether or not you do it while I'm speaking or whether you carve out some time in prayer in the week ahead, I want you to fill that in because we can't take this journey forward unless we assess where we are right now. And we need to take an honest inventory of our lives. So where are you right now? Like, have a think about it. Be really honest. Like, are you in a season of joy where things are going well and you're kicking the goals? Or are you in the season of winter where you are really suffering and you're really struggling? Be really honest. Where are you right now in your life? And take inventory of that. Socrates says the unexamined life is not worth living. And we can get so busy in life and we can numb ourselves out and stuff ourselves with whatever it is so that we don't actually get to this point of evaluating our own life. And I promise you that when you get to evaluate your own life, then you can take those steps forward to change things. So it's really, really important to take inventory. That's number one. Number two, and it sounds strange, but it's admit you are powerless. I love that first step of the 12 Steps program. We admitted we were powerless over our dependencies and that our lives had become unmanageable. I don't know about you, but last year I felt like my life was completely unmanageable. I got on this cycle of just being busy and trying to get everything done that I disconnected from myself and those people who were important to me. And it was when I went away at Christmas that I got that time to take inventory of my life, realize that I was powerless, like all the things I worried about last year that I got anxious about happening. You know what? None of them actually happened. And so I actually had to make a conscious decision to come into this year not worrying about them because God's grace is for the present day, right? It's not in the past. It's not in the future. And so I had to admit that I was powerless and that I needed the Lord's help to help me on this journey, to help me discover my dreams and desires. So that's really important is to admit that we're powerless and to come back to a place of dependence on Christ. Okay. So take inventory, admit that you're powerless. Number three, do the heavy lifting, okay? It's really hard to take an honest evaluation of your life, of your personality, your strengths and your weaknesses. I know as I was coming into this event, Jonathan very graciously sort of said to me, highlighted some of my patterns of behavior around doing these sorts of things and the impact that has on the kids and him. And it's hard, like it's really hard, but it's really important because when we're confronted with that, we can make a choice. 
whether those things, those dysfunctional patterns of behavior are going to continue to run us or whether we're going to make some changes. Okay, so do the heavy lifting. Do the heavy lifting of looking at your mindset, looking at where your mind is going down a path of negativity that doesn't serve you and doesn't serve anybody else and certainly doesn't serve the Lord. Like having an honest evaluation. During my difficult year last year, Jonathan said to me, you know, life is not happening to you. It's happening for you. And he kept leading me back to this question of what is the invitation? What is the invitation in this moment of difficulty or challenge in my life? Where is God asking me to grow? And this was really important to me. It's really a really big blessing to evaluate that. So I want you to evaluate where you are right now. Maybe pop it in the chat bar to say going well, having a, you know, struggling at the moment, like share that with the other women so that we can all come together in support. Okay, so point number four is establish rhythms of renewal. You know, I once had a spiritual director that said to me, you can't come on a retreat. You can't pray well until you've slept well, eaten well, had a drink of water and been for a walk. Okay, then unless we're developing rhythms that care for our body, we're not going to be able to tune in to what the Holy Spirit is wanting to say to us. So there's a little section in your book that lists four rhythms. And once again, you can do that now while I'm talking or you can take some more time either tonight or tomorrow or next week to just evaluate what are your rhythms of renewal. Because as women, we're really good at giving, right? We're really good at pouring out. Generosity is one of the hallmarks of the feminine genius, and it's a beautiful quality. It's what we're called to do. We're called to lay our life down in generous service and giftedness to others. But as with anything, the redeemed has an unredeemed side. And the unredeemed side of generosity in women particularly, is that we're constantly giving. We're giving and we're giving and we're giving and we're never having our cups filled. And if we continue down that path, we hit a place where we have nothing left to give. We hit burnout, exhaustion, depletion, resentment. We get bitter, we get snappy, we get angry. It's not good. So it's actually selfish of us not to fill our cup. We think that by constantly giving, we're being selfless and wonderful. But no, if we're not filling our cup, it's actually an act of selfishness. Because if we're not caring for ourselves, we have to be generous with ourselves first so that we can be generous with others. So we cannot give what we do not possess. So when you establish these rhythms of renewal, you're filling your cup. Like being here, carving out the time this weekend for this event, you're filling your cup. And I know that the Lord is going to fill you. So carve out that space in your life for the Lord to really work and establish those rhythms of renewal. So rest, reconnect, um, sorry, rest, restore, connect and create. You cannot be creative and you cannot do anything. You cannot step into the purposes of God. You cannot step into his call for you if you haven't rested, if you haven't been restored in your soul. Okay, so number five, understand the gift between a godly dream and a worldly dream. 
Now, I was talking to Renee Doyle the other day, and as I said, we're not related by blood, but we are through the spirit. And we had a great conversation about the difference between a worldly dream and a godly dream. And we have to understand the difference because it can slip into that dysfunctional place. So a worldly dream is about hustle. A godly dream is about rest. A worldly dream is about striving, whereas a godly dream is about abiding. A worldly dream is about self-promotion and fame and getting recognized, whereas a godly dream is about bringing glory to God. A worldly dream leads to exhaustion, but a godly dream leads to joy. That was my clock that just fell down. It must be time to finish up. So when we dream under the gaze of the Holy Spirit and under the gaze of Jesus, it's a godly dream and he will lead us. Okay. So, and the sixth point is know what your why is. Why would you even bother dreaming dreams? I mean, isn't that all a bit airy-fairy? No. Because your dreams are clues to what God is calling you to. So it's really important that you get in touch with that. So understanding your why. Why are you doing it? Why are you pursuing a certain course of action in your life? Evaluating what the why is. Because sometimes we're doing it for our own glory. And we do that out of a place of needing validation from other people. But the only place and the place that leads to true fulfillment is when we come from a place of knowing our identity and our identity as the beloved daughter of God. Okay? So that is our why. Our why is that in serving the Lord with our gifts, like God has given us the gift of life. He's given you your talents, everything you're good at. That's not your doing. Like God's given that to you. And so you're called to offer that back to him as a sacrifice and a gift and to serve others, to bring a little heaven to earth right now and to bring glory to him and to bless other people. Okay. So last one, my last point is point seven is to quit sleepwalking through your own life. Like we're not called to just survive our lives, ladies. We're called to thrive in them. We're called to be women of the gospel who are alive in Christ and who can share that light and that love with other people and give them, I guess, hope and joy so that they can be encouraged on their journey. So ladies, I'm going to wrap up now and I'm going to ask you the one question that I started with is what are you going to do with your one wild and precious life? 